listening to the Ed Reach Network. EdReach is hot on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher is the hottest radio platform on the internet, and they're taking education forward by giving EdReach and education innovators everywhere a great place to publish content. Listen to EdReach shows on Stitcher.com or go to edreach.us slash Stitcher to listen online or download the app for iOS and Android. We thank Stitcher for their support of the EdReach network. EdGamer, episode 99 on EdReach. Maria Cipollone and her Minecraft quest. Had to say that slowly. This is EdGamer for Saturday, May 11th, 2013. EdGamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. That was very nice. Thank you. This show this show is dedicated to education <laughs> gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And I'm Maria. Maria, tell us about yourself. So my name is Maria Cipollone, and I am a PhD student in Philly studying how people remain motivated to play video games in educational settings. I just say we're addicted. That's that's <laughs> yes. What it boils down to, Jerry. My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts teacher from Schaumburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Okay, so we tried to do a Google Hangout, and we've now gone back to our old our old tricks and using Skype and recording. I know it's so boring and. Guests out there, I know that you would have loved to see Maria, um, and and yeah, so there you go. And it's not going to happen. We'll have to do it again, right? Yes. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to do the video. Some. Uh, we'll have to bring it back and do that. We'll, so. we'll video my uh, book report uh, on Hitchhiker's Guide because I have not read it. <laughs> yes. Forty-two, <laughs> Jerry. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My my uh-huh. my geek cred is down. Oh man! Oh. Okay, so Jerry, what's yeah. uh, what's been happening here? What's what's happened this this past week? Oh man, I don't know. Weeks are flying till the end of the year. We are just rolling, starting to close shop down. So things are getting uh, things are just getting crazy. Trying to wrap yeah, things up. Stuff? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Last yeah. grad class finished that off. So yeah, congratulations. He's getting his doctorate, too. Oh, why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jerry, did you have your game club? No game club. No, we shut okay. that down for the year, I think. Oh. Boo. Well, boo. <laughs> yeah, boo. Okay. okay, so I don't think – I'm trying to remember. I guess it was last weekend. Was it last weekend? Did We haven't talked about my, my family game. Did, did we talk about that, Jerry? I don't remember if we did or How am I didn't? doing? How, how am I doing? I, I don't think we have. Okay. I don't think we have. Let's so talk family, about it now. Yeah, family ga- family game day. Okay. We had about 32 parents, students, teachers show up. Nice. We went from nine to two, and it was it was a blast. It, we had a great time. Um, we played what the game. The main game I played was Circus Maximus, mm-hmm. which took about four four hours, four or five hours, and I ended up. Uh, Flipping my chariot in the last lap. Oh. 
on the last turn. No, I did it on purpose because I there was no way I was going to win. So I went super fast around the last turn so I could try to make it. All I need are my horses and me holding on to the to the reins. That's all I need. I could drag across and still win, but I didn't. So uh, now I'm a little scraped up. Well. So we we had Settlers of Catan. We had uh, we had some kids playing Magic, Jerry. Mm. So uh, in fact, some of them were eighth graders, and I think I'm going to have them come back next year so I can learn how to play, and they can they can help out with the game club. That's something to, oh. that's kind of nice being in the junior high because if I get kids that are still interested in games in high school, they can still come down and join us. So that's kind of nice. Very nice stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. Um, one of the things that we had a couple students play mm-hmm. there was Minecraft, and that's you know your your project, yes. Maria. How did first of all, what is your what is your degree okay. uh, going to be in? Sure. So I am in a school of media and communication, so I will be a, a PhD in media communication, and I started off studying psychological perceptions of media, and then I got interested in how those psychological perceptions uh, affect the way people think and how they learn. So my advisor studies a concept called presence, which is like the sense that you forgot something was mediated, however long or short term. Um, I think one of the famous stories is that like, when people first saw the first film, it was of a train coming into the station and they all dove out of the way because they thought they would die from the train. So mm. they were all having a presence-based experience because they psychologically forgot that the experience was mediated. So I did, I did that for a while and, and, and looked at all formats of, new, of media or new media, really, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality. Um, but then got involved with Minecraft because of a colleague at Temple who runs his own server uh, and is in our Minecraft and education group. His uh, screen name is Sithload, and uh, he runs a uh, yeah, he runs a uh, Minecraft server at Temple that all educators are uh, welcome to join us on to sort of learn about how to play Minecraft. But started really getting interested in Minecraft because a I would play it and say, I don't get it because I would play by myself and I didn't have anyone to build with and it was really lonely. But then B, you know, as soon as I mentioned that I was into it, like teachers and professors and and other grad students would flock to me and be like, yeah, what is that? I'm so into it. So I started a pilot study with some 10-year-olds and some 11-year-olds so I could figure out really what it was because it's normally young people who tell us what it is that we should be yeah. searching. Um, and, and, and thus my, my life with Minecraft was born. Yeah. And it's, it, I knew it existed. I was already into other games. Yeah. And so it was like, and it was one of those that I knew if I started, yeah, I would get sucked in. So right. like, okay, I, my youngest daughter got into it. My mm-hmm. oldest daughter got into it a little bit, but my youngest definitely. Okay. And, and then we finally, you know, came to the realization like, hold on, my daughter likes playing this. Yeah. Uh, this is something I could play with my daughter. Right. Um, and there's been several educators that have really have, have talked to and, and really brought to light. Uh, Wes Fryer being one of them. Sure. I don't know if you know, uh, he's an amazing educator okay. and speaker. Okay. And uh, he kind of, it opened up a world to him, to him and his, his son. Mm. And so it's it's been a great way for 
kids to you know interact with uh, their children. But mm-hmm. you are starting to notice that you know it's not just it's not just it can be a family tool. Right. Uh, it, it can be an education tool, and there's some aspects of this game that seem to lend itself to education. And that's kind of what you're looking at. So yeah. can you kind of sure. dig, dig deeper, mine deeper? Absolutely. I will mine into Minecraft. So, I, I mean, we've talked about, and I've certainly heard you talk about on uh, Ed Gamer, you know, the Pied Piper of all this conversation, Jim G, and 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 the idea that, uh, you know, video games are affinity spaces where, you know, people are driven to do incredibly difficult things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great... <laughs> There's a great meme going around um, that sort of encapsulates it. it. It's taken off of a more serious um, concept that games like World of Warcraft teach people logic. But this meme is somebody wrote in and asked uh, someone asked basically, you know, the people at WoW to answer a calculus question for them, and it did. Um, so, so video games teach people all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of motivation to learn those things, you know, in, in dark corners in our homes or, you know, at land parties or right in casual spaces. Um, but if we're going to say that we want to harness this incredible, really what's intrinsic motivation to do these things, um, and we're going to bring them into the classroom, right? And we're, all of a sudden the classroom is going to become this incredibly intrinsic, intrinsically motivating space where kids are gaining all this technical, you know, technical knowledge and mathematical knowledge and, all sorts of, you know, knowledge. Um, Well, the classroom culturally is not a very intrinsically motivating space. What are you trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think about it in and of itself. You know, I struggled this semester. I taught statistics and I, I struggled. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, See, that's why when, when Jerry said he was getting a PhD, I said, why? Because, yeah. all right, so, so I taught statistics and I, I hated it really the whole time. And my students knew that, you know, I talked to them a lot about it because my, you know, I, I had to make it instructor centered because I had to get them to pass statistics in order to move on. And I kept getting sort of told from on high, you know, just 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 slap it on a PowerPoint, just show them how to do it, uh, you know, just 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 make sure they can do it, make sure they can pass. Right which I'm sure is reminiscent of a, of a conversation or conversations that you've heard going on around your building, right? Instructor-centered classrooms, high stakes, uh, you know, at university level, there's not high stakes testing, but sort of final exams and, and GPAs are pretty high stakes, right? So, so we're going to take this medium, meaning Minecraft, the video game, that's totally just unlike that statistics environment, right? And say, okay, Let's put this, let's make everything a game now, you know, and we'll, we'll have kids play Minecraft in order to learn math instead of teaching them math, you know. Is that really going to, is that, how are those two worlds going to collide? Um, and when all of a sudden, when you can play Minecraft at home, here's a good example, right? My students in my um, after school pilot program, you know, that when they got into the club, they wanted to grief people, you know, they want to destroy other people's buildings too. They, <laughs> yes. they they wanted to curse as much as they wanted to curse, right? But yep. all of a sudden, the constraints of the classroom were shifting how they played Minecraft, right? It wasn't just like, oh, Minecraft. I love to play Minecraft for all these reasons. No, all of a sudden, this this culture of authority was was sort of slammed over top of that. So, I'm interested in 
you know, does it remain motivating when we take things to school, right? Um, I think, you know, you had mentioned the the idea of chocolate-coated broccoli, right? Yes. And Please clarify that. Sure, no problem. So so I, too, thought Jim G said it. But he, he has said it. Yeah, he But I don't, I don't think he's ever claimed it. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so he... I don't think he's ever said, this is my concept. Right. No, I don't think he's ever said, said that. that. But, he might, but he might have said it, right, right? He might have mentioned it or, you know, borrowed it. Uh, Amy Bruckman said it in 1999 when she was, she was very, and I love it because it's a real, I'll have to send it to you. It's a really succinct article. It's about a page long. It's just a document. I think she, I just think it's a document of her speech um, from a, from a gaming conference that she went to where she just sort of was critiquing educational games, right? Which is (laughs) not what we're talking about when we're talking about Minecraft or WoW or Halo or Call of Duty. Um, Yes, Call of Duty. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> but you know, the, my point is with that is the reason those games failed. Well, one of the reasons those games, you know, those educational games, quote unquote, fail to achieve the sort of things that we're seeing achieved when we see people playing games like Minecraft and Halo, um, is because a they were poorly designed, but b they take motivation and they, you know, they make it extrinsic. Um, the game becomes, the gaming element becomes sugar coating, right? It becomes that chocolate on top of the broccoli, and the broccoli is, you know, add eight plus eight. My point is with all this is that if all of a sudden I, as an, ex- so I'm extrinsic motivation to my students, right? They, I am external to their motivations. If they do things for me, then, then they're extrinsically motivated to do them. If I put that, put myself you know, in a situation with something that's highly intrinsically motivating, like Minecraft, you know, does that change? All of a sudden, if I say to them, well, you can't use Minecraft to grief anymore uh, and, and, you know, and, and burn people's structures down and throw lava at things. You have to use Minecraft to replicate, you know, the school that you go to. You've got you've to rebuild the whole environment around your school. Do they have the same kind of intrinsic motivation to play as they do when, you know, when they're given full autonomy. And that's something that I've seen. Mm. Uh, because I, I, you know, I use it. I've been using it more. Mm-hmm. There's other teachers in the building that have, right. uh, in fact, uh, one of the digital art teachers, uh, Jerry, uh, that has found a new love with Minecraft because of its being able to create. And she thoroughly enjoys it. But, yeah, it, it's one of those things that, they want to, uh, they want to build. They like to build, uh, but sometimes they they want to go off and do their you know survivor survival mode or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, that's that's fine, um, but you need to make sure you have you know everything else done. Uh, that's not that's your own free time. And really, I want them to do that outside of school. Yeah. It, and but it's. It's tough because I'm, I'm torn in multiple directions because that is an intrinsic. But I find that most of them, um, even with the guidelines of saying, okay, because right now we're in the, I'm teaching a unit in the Middle Ages, hmm. and they have to design a manor. Yeah. And some kids want to use Minecraft to build a manor. So the castle, the houses, you know, church, you know, rivers, all that stuff. It, they want to put all this together. And I said, that's fine. And they don't have a problem because they they know that, I'm not going to agree to have them, you know, go off and destroy things or go off and play survival mode and have zombies show up. They know what my expectations are, but, and they still want to do it. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. they still want to do it. So, the, you know, I'm still finding uh, the intrinsic, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, motivation there. Right. And that's that's a positive. Yeah. Um, so well, does it drop off a little bit? Probably. Probably, right. but it's they still want to do it. Well, and it, it's, I mean, if you look at um, motivation, certainly in terms of intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, which we've, I guess it's about a 33, 34-year-old theory at this point. Um, so this is, these guys' names are Ditchy and Ryan, and um, mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying Ditchy's last name right, but I think I am. Um, so um, I think that if you look at these theories, it's not so much that one is intrinsic and then one is extrinsic and they're, you know, they're binaries and they're in two separate bins, right? They're, they're a continuum, they're a spectrum, right? So um, even if they are extrinsically motivated to play Minecraft, well, yeah, that's good. They're still, right? They're still motivated. And, and right. maybe, maybe that this equilibrium of the two, um, maybe this equilibrium of the two will still, um, you know, keep them learning and, and keep them moving towards learning ends. Because, you know, it's funny because when I interview the students I work with now and I say, okay, even though I put all these constraints on you, you still came, right, because I do it in an after-school club. I, I'm not even mm-hmm. in the school day, right? Right. So I don't have them locked in, right? They could leave. Uh, even though <laughs> they're kind of young, and I, and I will say, and I have to get to them, some of my older students, so they're about, you know, 10, 11, 12, but some of my older students, 13, 14, who can walk home by themselves, they dropped out. Um, so, um, you know, because they were kind of like, eh, too many constraints, I don't want to use Minecraft in this way, which, you know, could be interesting and kind of inform us about older audiences and what they're, you know, what they're willing to do. Um, but, uh, you know, my original point to that was, is that when I said to them, well, you know, I put all these constraints on you, why did you still come to club? And they were like, right. I don't know. Well, because... Um, you know, you, you let me play Minecraft for a full 45 minutes and I'm not allowed to do that at home. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, also there's this now granted I have, you know, 15, 10 to 11 year old, um, boys in the club. Um, and I have three girls, right? So, uh, but the boys, especially 10, 11 year old boys love to, they love spectacle, which is very extrinsically motivated. They, they say, come here, come here, let me show you something. Right. And they'll show me how to use fireworks in the game, or they'll show me how they, you know, they, they built something, you know, they, they love to show me sort of their competence in the game. Um, one of the things though, that I heard you say, um, and I'm sorry if I'm like, you know, long-winded here, but one of the things I, I did hear you say is that the kids want to play in survival mode, and, and that's kind of interesting, because in the classroom, right, and especially, I think, in Minecraft EDU, it's low stakes, right? It's, it's you know, peaceful mode or creative mode, and right. they're all sort of available, and I wonder how that will work, you know, as we continue to use Minecraft. If Minecraft becomes really successful, it might become synonymous with school, you know, and only little kids will sort of like to play it because I notice my students don't like when I make them do things in creative mode for very long periods of time. They're like, well, I got this diamond, but I didn't get it in survival mode. So it's like I didn't earn it. Right. I don't know. Do they say that to you? Like, they don't... No. No? Okay. No. Now, I have sixth graders. Okay. Um, so they're a little older. Yeah, a little bit older. It's... it's. I don't... You know, putting... Asking the kids, and you got to do it in the right way, mm-hmm. it's got to be a challenge. It's got to be open-ended. Right. 
you have to and then you know what i love is the fact that they want to build with others yeah, yeah. they want to build with others yeah. and we've had some challenges and it, what's really exciting is the fact that i've put out in different groups mm -hmm. contacted different people mm -hmm. because what would happen is that we're on the same network we have four middle schools mm. um that have one-to-one -one, and some other kids could be on uh on the network doing a uh a land game mm -hmm. and you could jump on that and destroy mm -hmm. somebody else's sure. you know Stop. project sure. well i said you know what i i have no way i've i've looked i've asked i have no way of getting around this but you know what the kids figured it out yeah so they figured it out through some cheat codes that basically uh they put it into um Oh, what is it? The the mode where you can just kind of come in and view. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what uh, you're talking about. Uh, I'm blanking on it, too. Yep, so uh, they can come in and, and like exhibit mode or some, or some whatever it is. But um, they can come in and, and take a look at it. And then they can um, keep certain people in that mode, mm -hmm. but have others not in that mode. Mm -hmm. So others could be in there, mm -hmm. but they can't do anything. And they're just like, well, sometimes those those kids that want to destroy things, they'll just stand in front of you. Uh -huh. And I said, just like bullies, eventually, if or you know, people that are picking on you, if you ignore it long enough, they're going to go away. Mm -hmm. They're going to go away. Right. So we have that. Right. The other one is, um, which you know, I've written some grants for, nice. is Minecraft EDU. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, that's where I really... You know, if they have it on their own computer, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's on their own time. Mm -hmm. If they have free time, whatever. But when we're doing something for the class, I, I want to use the Minecraft EDU mm -hmm. because I have, I can save it. I have easy controls mm -hmm. of what's going on. Right. Um, that, that to me is, is something beautiful. that's it's, it's yeah. important. Sure. But the kids still enjoy it. And they right. still want to do it. And in fact, a lot of them were asking mm -hmm. uh, because I had so many licenses that I that I could use, mm -hmm. um, only a limited number, mm -hmm. and so. They wanted to get onto that mm -hmm. Minecraft EDU because they knew it would be a safe place for them to build. Mm -hmm. So asking those questions, having it open-ended, mm -hmm. giving them the, those challenges, is that's what gives them the motivation. When they have that, they can build something, but they can build it, – it's within constraints, but it's they build their own ideas. Right. And – that's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's exciting it's really for me exciting. to watch. Yeah. It, and they'll come up with some amazing, they do. amazing creations. They do. And, and to see 21st, uh, quote unquote, 21st century skills at work, right? You know, I said, yeah. where did you get that idea to, um, to build that? Well, I was just Googling pictures. They do that a lot. Like they'll just yeah. look at stuff. And I mean, how much would your, you know, sixth grade teacher have paid you to thumb through an encyclopedia? And you would have never done that, right? But no. that's what they're well, doing. Well, I was geeky. Right. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> I, see, I, don't, I don't count in this because, I mean, especially as a PhD student, like I've PhD student, I've, I've, I've drunk, quote unquote, the Kool-Aid for a long time. So I wasn't yeah. like ill motivated in the class. I, I was yeah. too worried about, you know, authoritarian, too extrinsically motivated. But well. I'd have fit better as a student today than I did when I grew up because okay. I it was more of the yeah. – uh, as, as my mentor taught me, the sage on the stage, okay. teacher center. Sure, sure. So, you know, and then he always told me that you shouldn't be the one that's exhausted at the end of the day. The student should be. Mm. 
you do all the preparing and mm-hmm. planning, mm-hmm. and that's the exhausting work. Mm-hmm. You put it together, and they work. They work. And you right. watch that, and you guide right. them. Right. But they're the ones that should be mentally right. uh, exhausted at the end of the day. Sure. And and these tools. So um, I don't know if you want to move into another topic, but you know these tools promote a sense of learning that's that's rooted in constructivism, rooted in social constructivism oh, yeah. that, gosh, we've known about Piaget for, what, 100 years? And Vygotsky's yeah. over you know, 80-ish years old now. Um, so if not 90-ish, or I don't know when Vygotsky was writing in the 30s, 1930s maybe, uh, possibly earlier. Um, we know these things, and yet the the instructor-centered classroom, this behavioralist model of do this, do this, do this, still sort of dominates. But well, you've dealt with it, right? And it's because it's it's an easy way out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an easy, easy way out, and it's and it's uh, and you're you know, and, and I'm not I'm not passing blame around here. I think we're all just sort of you know, we're the problems in education are particularly acute. So that it provides us with a lot of complaining, but really on the flip side, a great amount of opportunity, right? Because I think, you know, more people than ever are open to the kind of conversations that we're having about video games, um, you know, because of, you know, the backlash against, you know, what high stakes testing, you know, brings to, uh, you know, young people's lives. But I hesitate to comment on that too, too much because I'm not a K to 12 classroom teacher. I'm always really sensitive to the lives because I have, you know, K to 12 teachers in my family. I've been in K to 12 environments a lot. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to like comment on what that's like to have to deal with. Um, I think the reason I, you know, had initially engaged in conversation with you a couple uh, weeks ago, almost a month ago now, when, when I, I was so intrigued by you using Minecraft as an assessment and you sitting down with the kids and, and having them sort of do a walkthrough assessment using Minecraft as the assessment mm-hmm. tool, because I think, I think video games research is going in many directions, but I think the two that you're going to see that are going to be really strong that I'm already bumping up against in my dissertation you know, uh, proposal is a, we're going to start saying, okay, not just video games for learning, but which games for which scenarios for which environments, right? We're going to become real specific about what types of games provide what types of experiences. Why? Because <laughs> why, why? Yeah. I mean, why do we need to do that? Because well, it, there's it, you Minecraft, right. there's, there's so many different areas and you know sure. what? The kids will come up with multiple oh, ways yeah. oh, that we'll never even think of. Absolutely. And, and you got to remember with assessment too, you're, you know, we have, there's formative and summative. Right. And the definitions, you ask 20 teachers and they're going to give you 20 different definitions. Sure. And I always feel, I, you know, mm. I don't know if this is crazy thinking, no, but no. I don't know if I ever give a summative assessment. Okay. And some, some teachers out there might say, oh, what are you talking about? Right. You know what? Because I'm always assessing as they're going, going along. along. Sure. And I never want it to end. I don't. I don't want to say. Sure. Okay. Summative. I, this is the sum of all the things that they've learned. Right. You know what? I'm still learning. I know a heck of a lot of information. Right. I'm always learning. Right. So can I say? Yeah. You know what I like is what I've learned from through special ed yeah. is that this is a data point. Uh-huh. This is a point of data at this particular time yeah. concerning this, ba- you know, this piece of knowledge. Uh-huh. 
and I'm constantly assessing. Right. And so when people say, and that's what really gets me about some of the standardized testing sure. is that, you know, that's considered a summative, but it's, but it's only one, it's only one point. Yeah. It's only one point of time. Absolutely. Um, I'm constantly, I know what my kids know. Yeah. I know what level they're at. Yeah. And I have the most powerful computer in the world, right. which is my brain sure. that can tell me where they are at. Right. Um, and I'm rarely wrong. Right. And do I do I want kids to prove me wrong right. if I think that they might be a little bit lower? Yeah, yeah, because I want them to grow. Right. So when you do these, you know, assessments, sure. when when I say that, okay, I sit down with a kid and and they walk through a, a design that they put together, right. and I take a grade on it. It's just one data point, mm-hmm. but you know, a month down the road, and they create something else for me or use another tool. Right. I still want them to grow. Yeah. It's I'm constantly gathering that data information. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, I, I just wonder, you know, I, I don't think your climate, the climate where you are differs too much um, really from Philly. I mean, we just, especially being in and around Temple and in and around the Philadelphia School District, where you have a lot of low-income schools and, and, and schools where – um, you don't have a lot of high-performing students, and obviously, you know, they need the money really more than any school, but they're so threatened by standardized testing because they have to make the adequate yearly progress in order to guarantee the funds, in order to guarantee the teachers. Um, so it's such a precarious situation that the the culture of standardized testing, you know, and I don't know if you feel like it's, you know, it exists where you are or... or oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's, oh, just yeah. So, it's just so stressful. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a vicious cycle because yeah. you know the areas, the kids that do well on you know I'm making a huge generalization. Yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> uh, and and saying that you know right. you, the more affluent areas are will most likely do better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Than those that aren't, and they can experiment with content more because right. they're right, and they have more flexibility right. because the kids are going to do better on the test, and you have more, and those kids will have better skills coming out of school. Sure. The 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 dream or goal of mine mm-hmm. is to take games and learning and integrate it in a way that will fit with the game the the, the game of testing that yeah. we are playing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it's it is it is a game. We're right. jumping through hoops. Right. And ten years from now, sure. it'll be different. And sure. ten years after that it'll be different sure, again. Sure. So yeah. those kids that are doing those standardized tests and they're they're narrowing the curriculum it's hurting them because they're not going to have a broad base knowledge and education as compared to an affluent area and people that and i am another generalization people that are making these decisions are those that aren't even in the business of education and they don't understand they just want to see numbers right and you can't this is not quantitative data it you can't take what a kid knows and put it into a number. Right. And well, we talk about that all the time. I mean, we talk about that with my students all the time in, in statistics. I mean, you know, in the hard sciences, hard quote unquote, you'll get an effect size, an effect of something of like 90%, 99%, right? But when you do human analyses, you get an effect. If you got a good effect, you get an effect of, you know, like 30% variation explained, right? Really low. It's human... 
education is a human process, <laughs> right? So right. truncating it into standardized right. tests is dangerous. Um, so when I so when I was telling you about yeah. the memorization of the games that I used for my master's project, sure. um, you know, it's one thing for the kids to be able to tell me all the specific details mm. that they memorize by playing the game. Mm -hmm. It's another mm -hmm. to explain and apply that knowledge to something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that's the key to me. Regurgitation of information and it, you know, yes, memorization is right. is is good. Right. You need to have that. But we're moving more towards an uh, you know, a time where we need to be able to search for information. Right. Right. And then being able to, okay, just because you can search for it, right. which you know a lot of kids this age Those still have trouble literate. searching. Right. right. Yeah, they're they're not te they're not technically literate. Um, right. And but then taking that information and then applying it right. and understanding it, uh, that's a whole right. whole yeah. nother that's a, uh, it, set of problems. And to me, that's a media literacy. Uh, that's a media literacy discussion too, right? And a digital literacy discussion because we're we're not in we we don't need information anymore. We as teachers and facilitators and instructors, we don't we don't need to pass information anymore. We need to, you know, scaffold and and provide support and facilitate meaningful right. experiences. Um, but uh, you know, my point that I was saying earlier was that I think you know I said the one direction I thought video game studies was going to go in, and then I see the other big one is is that. You know, there's going to be a real push to make video games assessment tools themselves, you know, to move away from this, um, you know, this monolithic testing base, you know, that we're all sort of, we used to just sort of, in my day, I took, uh, you know, a couple standardized tests throughout my life, and the only one I really paid attention to was the SAT, right? Yeah. But, you know, now it's like, you know, it's it's either constantly talked about or it's ignored like a bad dream. You know, in the school I work in, uh, you know, it's a school in the Philadelphia school district. It's pretty high, high performing. Um, but you know, we just don't talk about the tests, you know, cause maybe if we talk about them too much, we'll worry about them too much. And it, it just, it just sucks for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Jane McGonigal and others, oh, yeah. you know, have talked about how, sure is school is is a game and how it's set up the the way games teach mm -hmm. and Jim G talks about this sure. the way games teach the way that they assess um, you know that model is not a bad model mm -hmm. I, I I don't I don't know maybe I'm not there yet right. I, yes using games to assess is fine mm. I, I guess I'm kind of scared of yeah of state governments mm -hmm. of politicians yeah. of People that are so far removed from the classroom making decisions on saying, okay, this game will be used for this, this game will be used for this. I, I, I'd rather have. I mean, mm -hmm. Jim G talks about Halo, and mm -hmm. and you know, you 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 play mm -hmm. the game Halo, mm -hmm. and you don't you don't give an assessment after you play the game of Halo. If you complete mm -hmm. it, right, it is an assessment. That's the assessment. Right, right. It's an expected so, assessment. Right. Right, but it's. But there are multiple things that are being learned. It's not just one right. skill, and that's what I love about Civilization Four. That you right. know, using that, yeah. is that there's multiple things that are going on there mm -hmm. that I can integrate into other areas. Not only social studies, but science and math, and reading and writing. It's it's all there. So I don't like the I I don't know. There's a lot. There's so much to think about. Oh God, isn't there? Yeah. And simulations. Yeah. You know, I think that those are important. Mm -hmm. The dream, 
mm. of mine, and I've been saying this. This is what I, I'm going to yeah. write this down. Yeah, tell me. I need. I'm going to write a book okay. because it's going to be. You know, and of course, I'm going to have to get copyright because Star Trek, the you know, the holodecks, mm-hmm. and. And Jerry um, talks about just to let you know, Jerry has dropped out because there's storms yeah, in the area. So, yeah, um, we missed so sorry, Jerry. Yeah, we yep. miss you, bud. Uh, so, um, the he would go into Second Life, and people say, "Hey, let's gather," and then they gather in a school and they sit down in desks. He's like, "You're in Second Life. Why in the world would you go to a school? You know, why aren't you in the middle of a field or on top of a mountain or you know, in a castle or you know, something like that?" And that's where I think, honestly, I, I think down the road we will have something like holodecks, right. and. Instead of saying, hey, we're going to talk about the Middle Ages and medieval feasts, right. and we're going to read this book about it, or we're going to watch uh, – I don't know if you ever watch Horrible Histories, mm. if you ever see those on YouTube. No, no. It's, it's – do you like Monty Python? Yes, very much. Uh, Monty Python meets education. Oh, boy. i got to watch them. It's hilarious. Okay. Horrible Histories. Got it. Awesome. So you know, we watched this great video about medieval feasts mm. uh, through Horrible Histories, mm-hmm. and that's great, but – Let's go in the holodeck. Yeah. Let's, let's actually interact and be in a sure. medieval feast. Sure. You know, that's that's something that's, that's meaningful. Yeah. That is meaningful. That's and meaningful. that's why games are probably the best and games and simulations right. are probably the best at, at, at providing in the it. aspects of and learning. And it's funny because so yeah, we're having this conversation meanwhile, you know, actual professional fields like I mean, I I met up with a woman. Uh, her name is Corrine Olbrich, very bright woman who had a company uh, called Tandem Technologies, and she sold it and now works for, I believe, a gaming company in San Francisco, but used to basically design augmented reality experiences for professionals who were trying to learn, like, the most drudgery of drudging skills, like, uh, procurement. She made it into an augmented reality game where people were basically on a spaceship, you know, and had to deal with procurement in this like meaningful way. And people stand it up and stood up and cheered. Stand it. Really, like I'm, you're I'm, playing Han Solo. Yeah, basically, right? Han Solo meets procurement, procurement. right? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the, Chewy negotiate. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't yeah. pretty. He wasn't really good at procurement, but no. well, I guess well, in the he, end, he could get items. Yeah, yeah, they got them. Yeah, they yeah absolutely. Them. But I mean, importers, exporters, right? Exactly. But I mean, point being that you have industries embracing this. What is with education that is taking so damn long? You know, why are we so, why are we so culturally, you know, why are why are we innovative in other? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Zach. It's it's changing because. Uh-huh. People my age, yeah. you know, I just turned 40, uh, nice. but I grew up playing games. Right. So it's happening. Right. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. And it's it's fun. So it's yeah. it's a slow ship. We're turning. <laughs> Our holiday but, is low on gas, but it's moving. Yeah. And it's I think we're seeing the possibilities. Right. And it's good. And it's um yeah. 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 You need to get to uh <laughs> GLS. Yeah, I sure do. You know what? I applied to GLS and I did not get accepted. Oh. And, and oh. let me say this on podcast, Jesse. Yes. Jesse. Be, be, now, I, I'm, go, I'm going. Go I'm going there. So be careful. Oh no, no, it's good. It's happy stuff. It's happy stuff. But I, okay, I, yes. I did have Jesse Shell on my proposal, and we did not, we did not Whoa. get accepted. Yeah. Well, 
I don't think I'm speaking there, but I, yeah. I've, I am now on the – it's the uh, Playful Learning Initiative awesome. through Learning Games Network. Sure, sure. And I, was, I feel – the people on this you know board okay. are just like uh, advisory board. I'm like, uh, do, are you sure, <laughs> sure you're yeah. wanting me on here? Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. the advisory board uh, for the Learning Games uh, – through the Learning Games Network, sure. the Playful Learning Initiative. Sure. So it's, it's tools for – it's lessons put together for teachers. Mm-hmm. If I want to learn, if I want to use Minecraft, mm-hmm. I go here. There's information for me on how to implement mm-hmm. and use Minecraft in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I will be in charge of the Civilization 4 right. uh, section, but I'll be going up to GLS and, and participating. So even if you're not speaking, yeah. if you're able to go. Yeah. Uh, but I also know that there's uh, – there's a game. There's several games. Oh, there's a bunch of them. It, during the, unfortunately, during the time that GLS is going on, I'm I'm going to be in London giving a, a paper, the paper that I'm talking to you about. Oh, I am not even feeling bad. Yeah, for you. I know. Yeah, I don't. But I'll have to tell chips. you, my my love for Nuglaris uh, Brewery makes me mad <laughs> that I can't go to Wisconsin. But, uh, and I've been in Wisconsin before. But I think what's great about GLS is actually that they did reject our proposal because. We were talking about Minecraft, and I think they kind of said to us, "You know what? We want to hear people talk about talk about the practical applications of Minecraft. We're tired of hearing about what Minecraft can do, and you know." And so it make it makes me happier that a teacher is talking about Minecraft rather than a, a boring PhD student. And it's and it's moving. Yeah, part of it's moving that way. Yeah, and so. Um, I think that's a good thing, but yeah. you know what? Yeah, what's that? Uh, next year, yeah, you will have some information, won't sure, you? Sure, absolutely. So, have... and that's you know, I don't know. Do, do you want to talk about this? Because I, I, sure. I still. Um, so, what was the reason why you contacted me? So, the reason why I contacted you was because I, you know, am interested in partnering with either you or any, you know, uh, educator who is has a specific curricular goal um, to. Uh, to use Minecraft as a teaching tool. Um, I'm thinking of an example that I think I saw in our Minecraft and education group. And uh, that particular group was using Minecraft to understand basically algebra, which was, you know, replicating the environment, the physical environment of their school inside the game. So I would like to partner, um, you know, with an educator and and his or her students um, to uh, study their motivation levels um, and to do a lot of, um, do a lot of research on how they're using Minecraft and is Minecraft really my big question, you know, to try and answer for them and and for the community of people that talk about Minecraft is Minecraft really helping them learn. Um, And we know it already is right. But, but we, we can say it in ways that the number of people, you know, care about (laughs) the number crunchers and then put, and then simplify it for politicians. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, exactly. And Bill Gates, because you know, I'm not even going yeah, because Bill Gates cares. Well, he, he does. And, he does. I just uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. And so does. Uh, I, there's good and bad. Yeah. There's good. I mean, it's. It, I I think it's great that he's getting involved in education. Yeah. I just think that, like you said, uh, somebody told me before. Yeah. And I'm 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 not trying to diss anybody that's not into education. No. Uh, but it's like just because you went to school doesn't mean that you're an expert on, on school. school. Absolutely not, right? Um, so, and I'm I'm glad you. And I'm not even though I'm a teacher and I have been for 17 years. There's still things I'm learning about it. So I just don't. There's people out there that come in and just say I know what's best for schools and this is what it is and I have a lot of money and I'm going to throw it out there. Right. I, I'm 
his his heart's in the right place. I think there's some awesome things that he's doing. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's there's some things that. But you know what? There's probably there's. I don't think there's anybody out there that I totally agree with. Right. So I can't. So sorry, Bill. I right. mean, it's it's. I I think he's the type that would appreciate somebody disagreeing though. Absolutely, and isn't that the beauty of of being in the United States, right? Uh yeah. Right. That we're allowed yeah. that we're allowed to do that, but yes, but absolutely, definitely. I I you know I I think that um I love the um I love the Minecraft and education community, but you know my interest in sort of joining them and joining the conversation was to say like, hey, let's you know let's do a dissertation on this because of course once you do a dissertation on it, then the problem's solved, right? You have no more. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah it's, yeah we're done yeah. okay it's done yeah we've been, that's been, it. done that we've answered every question there oh is about Minecraft. yeah oh my goodness gracious yeah so we're gonna have to be in touch sure and then i'm sure there's gonna be paperwork and other things yes. but um though I'm, I'm really happy because next year we'll have a, a better device in my classroom awesome. i'm keeping my fingers crossed i've, I've written several grants wow. um I'm tr- I'm tr- my dream would be to get some uh, MacBooks. Okay. Um, and have those in the classroom because I know those will last a long time. Well, <laughs> that could run. Well, you know. I can uh, I can certainly offer my you know writing skills. That, you know, you critique and and say and tell me well, what you want to say and I'll write it. So. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's uh and so the server that you have through Temple is yeah. that an edu or is that just a regular? Actually, we have both. So so we have uh, an edu server. Um, we have a bucket server. Um, bucket, yep. Yeah, and if you know, if you're interested in looking, and whoever's, you know, it, I have not messed with bucket, but I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lucas Gillespie. Sure. You, uh, He's in our group. Yeah. North, yep. Yeah. In North Carolina. Sure. He's awesome. I know he uses bucket. Sure. And of course, I'm guessing you know Joel Levin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and I don't he was, know him, but I know who he is. Yeah. I've I've we've chatted. Nice. We've I've had him on a couple times, nice. and uh, he's he's a great guy. He was on. Do you ever watch, uh, see on YouTube the PBS Idea Channel? Yes. He was just on there. Oh, I, I, somebody posted it. Yeah. Put it on there, so I thought that was quite yeah quite fun to watch. Absolutely. And Joel's a wonderful guy. So we got a lot of good people. Yeah, we There's do. A lot of good people out there. We, we definitely have we definitely have a firestorm, and and I'm excited to see more female teachers coming into the fray. It was, it was a little bit of a white dude party for a while, but it's changing, and that's good. I, I'm, I forgot to mention <laughs> about fifty percent of the girl, fifty percent yeah. of the kids that are involved in Minecraft right. in my after school club because I we do board games and such, but we have a group, strong group that does Minecraft. Fifty. I bet fifty percent of the kids are girls. Nice. And hey, I gotta say, and as as an aside, board games are uh, are no different. There's some good work out there by a person named Mary Flanagan who you should check out. Who's who's looking at board games and and you know and sort of how they're talking to current conversations about video games. Well, um, I'm writing yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've I've been getting into it a lot more lately, yeah. and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Oh so yeah. Oh absolutely. Bringing me back to my youth. Yeah. So. Okay, well, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on EdReach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts of the EdReach Network. Have a great week. Did you have an Edu win this week? That is hashtag E-D-U-W-I-N. A big reminder, PBS and EdReach are collecting education wins by going to whatisyouredwin.com. Anyone can submit an Edu win to help us shape the conversation of education into a positive one. If you see an innovation a story, a moment happen, be a citizen reporter and tell the world. Submit an eduin at whatisyoureduin.com and let us change the story of education.